I read a report, this Russian soldier got shot at with a grenade launcher. So the grenade went into him, but didn't explode and went in between his heart and something else. He had to go to back to Moscow and they had a Lieutenant Colonel in the Russian army, a military surgeon operate on him and save the day. The surgeon, you know, got it out and everything. And, but it's like, dude, how, like, I don't even trust that. How did the guy even survive? Like, Oof, a military surgeon in Russia? So, you know, that's a cool story. How can you that. not bring that story up every day of your life for the rest of your life? Alright, welcome to uh, Fried vs. Tap Podcast. This is episode 16. I'm your co-host Mike Bisson, a.k.a. Mikey Hotspots, and I'm joined with... Hey guys, what's going on? Episode 16, Mike Graham here. Fried versus tapped. We're so glad you guys can uh, enjoy and uh, glad to be back. We're literally on every streaming platform there is. So I hope you guys are listening out there. I know we have some fans in yeah. Brussels. Yeah, we got two fans in Brussels. We saw you. Yeah. And we, we appreciate you. So if you're still listening to this episode, I know we, we saw you listen to the first couple. And in France, shout out to France. That's right. We Bonjour. couldn't believe that. Now, the only excuse people have for not listening, because we're on all the platforms, the only excuse they have is they think we suck, and we accept that. <laughs> <laughs> we're okay with that. Now, we're not with everyone's cup of tea. Oh, right. my God. I saw one comment on our, I think it was like our first or second episode, and the comment was like, oh, how long are these guys going to give each other a reach around or something like that? Yeah, they don't know how fucking quick triggered we are, no. <laughs> obviously. I don't even think we were, like, tricking each other off, though. We were giving each other compliments. We were just... Yeah, I know. We were talking about something else, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and I just think the excitement of a hand reaching from behind, I'm losing it before it even touches me. Yeah, he definitely used the wrong choice of words for that. Yeah, he really uh, he really didn't know your audience. But anywho, it's good to be back. We're excited for this. But, dude, what's going on? Tom Brady, Giselle. Oh, my God. So, from what I heard... Giselle is dating her yoga instructor. Is that yoga instructor or fucking like her hot sauna instructor? Whatever the fuck they're doing together. No. They went to Co dude. They went to Costa Rica and they brought the kids, which is a. And it was like a week after they divorced. It was like a week after they split. She's already in Costa Rica with fucking Tom Brady's kids. Seems like a bit of a bitch move, I think, taking the kids, you know? At least if you're going to do that, don't bring the kids. Don't involve them immediately like that. Um, but everyone's giving Tom Brady shit saying, like, you know, he, uh, he was a bad, he was an absent dad. But it's like, yo, he had, like, what, seven months off of every year? Like, how long does, it's like five months out of the year he's grinding he has the rest of the time to be with his kids and they're being raised in by multi-millionaires like uh, i'm thinking that they're, they're not that bad off one thing we don't realize as like normal people that are not so wealthy i mean it, they're not even like you know i got a few million dollars that would still be weird but these people are on a whole nother level i mean tom brady's worth over hundreds of millions his what his ex-wife now Giselle she was making over hundreds of millions as a supermodel yeah. at one point dude I hope she pays him alimony <laughs> I don't know if she's still making it now but she has clearly enough money and these people are just so on another level I think her going to where'd she go I think it was Costa Rica I believe her going to Costa Rica a week after divorce with their, the kids with the kids at their status that's probably normal it is but I think she should have you know what that's fine do that your divorce whatever just don't bring the kids that fast. That just seems that seems like that's gonna. Yeah, it's, that just seems too quick. I think for the kids at least. Psychologically speaking, I think it's a little weird. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I can't I can't judge off for her own parenting decisions. You know what I mean? I mean, neither of us have kids. Thank goodness. Yeah, I that would. Uh, but uh, I know, right? Uh, but you know what's funny? Not funny, but like, so she's like they're giving Tom Brady shit for he he, you know, put the work in. Uh, wasn't always there with his family because he's out there winning championships. Yeah. But it's like that. It's like she. You can't please this woman because think about it. Would she have ever been with him in the first place if he didn't do that? No. Then he's out there doing that, and it's still not enough for her. She's still not happy with him. Imagine this. Tom Brady couldn't satisfy this woman. He thinks this fucking yoga instructor from from friggin' Worcester or wherever he's from is going to keep her satisfied? Come on. Hey, in her defense, Tom Brady is 45 years old, 44, 45, whatever he is, in the NFL. Um, quarterbacks do not last that long. He's been doing it for 20-plus years. He's already got enough Super Bowl rings, enough money, a hot supermodel wife, kids that he should be looking over right now. They're at a point of age where he needs to stop doing that and, and focus more on his own personal life. It's... It's coming to an embarrassment in the NFL at this point. He's not doing it this year. By the point, by the time this is even released, maybe he's won the Super Bowl. Who fucking knows? But he should be dealing with his family and stop playing football. As much as I will be selfish and say I love it. And, and to her defense, actually, again, she only divorced him when he went on a press conference and said a week after she threatened to divorce him, she said, listen, you don't quit football, I'm gonna divorce you. Next week, he had a press conference saying, I, will, I don't plan on quitting football anytime soon. So clearly he was giving her hints. <laughs> That's uh, that is a little funny. Uh, I, you know what though? I, I, I think they both have valid reasons. I'm just gonna stand by this. Like, how many people out there had their dads have seven months out of the year off to hang out with them? No one. He didn't have seven months yeah, off. It was how much you think about it. how long is the football season? Five months, six months off. Well, he from training to that. He doesn't take any time off though. He films movies and shows. He's filmed a show the last three years. His Facebook show and. This new show that he just had, and he just filmed a brand new movie starring him, actually. People probably actually probably know about it now. Um, you ever see Grace and Frankie on Netflix? Jane no. Fonda? They got a show. These two old ladies, it's hilarious with Martin Sheen and everything. They just made this huge show, um, 80 for Brady. They're all turning 80 years old, and their whole goal is to get to meet Brady. And that's the whole premise of the movie. And it's this huge movie. I just saw the trailer. A movie? Yeah. Right, so, so now Brady's filming movies, TV shows on his off time. He's not hanging out with his kids. I guess that's fair. I guess I didn't. I don't really pay attention to his side project, so I guess you're right. But even still, you know, I guess it's, at the end of the day, I'm sure... I'm sure there's uh, both sides, you know, two sides to one coin. I say fuck you them know? both. They're worth, worth a lot of money. I know, dude. If anything, like, I don't know. We'll see. Mikey, time will tell, I guess. The only time will tell. <laughs> we'll see, you know. Honestly, I don't even think. Yeah, never mind. I was going to I don't even think Giselle's that hot for a supermodel. No, not at all. I don't think so either. Like, I really don't. Like, she's pretty, but, like, she's not, like, she's gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. But, like, for she, one of the most high-paid models in the world, I don't see it. She almost looks like a frog. Dude, her fucking nose. Yeah, that is, is like, the, it looks like she's Pinocchio and she's been lying since day one. That's literally what I was thinking of her nose. Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude. You could fucking scale that thing. That thing, if it was on Mount Rushmore, the whole mountain would be nose. Speaking of Mount Rushmore, <laughs> our our geography... Let's play a game. Where would you rather live? Okay. All right, so I have a few little countries here. Not little, but... All right, so would you rather live in, and I want to know why, China or Japan? Oh, Japan, 100%. Why? It's far more advanced. The people um, are less oppressed. Um, 
Also, they have Nintendo Land there now, or it's a theme park where you can go ride Mario Karts. It's good enough for me. I would agree. I would move in Japan because uh, they're a democratic country. Yeah. And uh, basically everything you said. Yeah, they're, they're a lot more advanced. I really like um, one thing I've always admired about Japanese culture is they're really polite and I kind of like that because like you know I'm not like that like you know what I mean I'm not like out there like saying please and thank you I, I should be but you're like one of the most nicest people I know I know I know I know but like you know what I mean but like their culture they're like they're kind to each other kind of you know oh they they're not like it's not like in New York City where it's like get out of my way buster oh they're like extra kind to each other yeah you know what I mean like there's like and they, they respect their families a lot more than we yeah, do over here I agree like so there's a lot it's a lot more respect in that culture than honestly than here it's almost similar to an Italian culture yeah they're like quiet Italians mm, yeah you know what's alright I always thought this imagine if like Anne Frank was Italian do you mm-hmm. know yep that diary would have been a whole lot shorter. They would have found her and her family. They would have been, walked in. They would have heard them fucking talking with their hands up there. <laughs> yeah, if they were Italian. I mean, you are Italian, so. Dude, you, we're you, loud, man. Yeah, we're you guys loud. are loud. Yeah, my, yeah, we're loud people. But where else are we at? Where else are we talking? Okay, so how about China or Russia? Ooh. Russia. Ugh. Ooh. I want to know why right now. Because Russian women are fucking hot as shit. And there's not that many women in China. So if... Um, it's no, nothing politically. Nothing politically. I Mine has nothing to do with politically. Um, mine is the uh, medicine. I'm more afraid of uh, Russian hospitals than I guess I would be a Chinese hospital. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It just weirds me out. A Russian hospital. I mean, I wouldn't want to live in either one. Uh, speaking of Russia medicine i read a report this russian soldier got shot at with a grenade launcher so the grenade went into him but didn't explode and it went right into him and went in between his heart and something else he had to go to back to moscow they got him back to moscow right and they had a lieutenant colonel in the russian army who is a russia uh, a military surgeon operate on him and save the day the surgeon you know got it out and everything and but it's like dude how, like, i don't even trust that how did the guy even survive like oof, a military surgeon in russia so he had a fucking grenade shot in him he had a grenade that's shot and, pretty... and it stuck in there it didn't blow up i mean that's a hell of a drinking like imagine that's a cool story how can you that... not bring that story up every day of your life for the rest of your life to survive that yeah that's pretty badass and then to survive russian medicine <laughs> yeah right from a russian army surgeon so it's bad enough if you have an army surgeon in america because like oof, you know yeah you... they're probably just rinsing off their vinyl gloves oh. in between surgeries you imagine a russian military surgeon no, dude. I I imagine, dude. I would see. I wouldn't want to live in Russia or China. They're both suck to live in. I I really. I would not want to be there. Yeah. What, what other ones do you have on that? Um, Australia or South Africa. What part of South Africa? Well, the South the Africa is owned by Britain, so I don't know if they still are, but if they aren't. I want to say Australia. Okay. Yeah. Both a democratic country, yeah, so I don't think really I, I need just, to go over anything, really. Yeah, I, I guess that one's, that's a hard one, I guess, because it's really, like, they're probably pretty similar. I have one more. I, I'm sure they're not similar. It's also kangaroos are cool. They're super cute. Oh, I love kangies. I, dude, I would, like, they're, I'd be that American who would go over there and not realize how jack kangaroos are and try to hug them. They just start punching Dude, you. they're, like, shredded. They are. Dude, they're shredded, and I just see something I want to cuddle with. So they would tear me apart. 
I'm too afraid to go to Australia because of the spiders. They have spiders like this big. Big spiders, strong kangaroos. No bueno. Dude, honestly, all the deadliest animals in the world are in Australia. And South America. Which yeah. brings up my next po- uh, question. India or South America? South America. Well, I guess it depends because, like, parts of it, it's like with India, India is like there's literally no middle class. It's either you're extremely rich or you're extremely poor. So, like, it's like, am I poor or am I rich? Um, I would say India. So, we're going to, I guess you would move there currently. If you were forced to exile out of the United States and you had to move to one of these countries and you were given a, ve- let's say you're given $10 million, right? You got $10 million cash, USD. What do you exchange it for in that country? It's probably worth way more, depending on what country you're to. So that's it. You know, you get 10 milli. America's like, you know what? You, we don't like you as a citizen. You're a piece of shit. But here's 10 million. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. India or South America? God, it's so hard to answer. I would say South America still. So I'd love to visit India though. I love, I think South America is beautiful and I would totally go visit there. The only reason I would choose personally is India. I would choose to take that 10 million, move up somewhere in the northern mountains where it's all green and you get nice vegetation going. And the medicine. Where do all our doctors in America come from? Yeah, true. India. Well, I, the thing is, almost the thing. I, if I had, if I moved to India with all that money, I'd want one of. The, I'd want to be one of those like in the tall tower overlooking the slums like this, just like, you know what I mean? I mean, you did tell me earlier you would uh, charge for an autograph, so that would. Be oh yeah, I would. <laughs> you know, what well, made me bring it up is I wouldn't really do that. Obviously, my autographs are shit. But when I was little, there's a local baseball team the Nashua Pride and one of the players was like six he, he tried charging me like ten dollars for his autograph and it's dude it's like the guy at Home Depot asking you for fucking ten dollars for his autograph it's worth as much no but if you were a celebrity would you still charge oh no I, I wouldn't I'd make jokes about it I would charge $125 a, a letter is it <laughs> a letter <laughs> no I do think like, I I think I went over this before, but like I do think it's funny those celebrities that refuse to make eye contact. Like oh. that's such a dick move. We did talk. We discussed yeah, that two episodes ago. But it's ago. still like it's one of the things I'm gonna probably in the future circle back to because it takes such an do you have to be such a narcissist to avoid eye contact when Tom. When Tom Cruise was filming Top Gun, apparently, according to the sailors, he told them not to look at him or speak to him. That was according to the sailors. So what did they have to do? Look straighter up? The, yeah, so they short. couldn't look at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise is usually on an egg crate, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, dude, Tom Cruise, he has some movies I like, but he's, I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise Me fan, neither. to be honest. I actually right. don't prefer Tom Cruise, but he has made some good movies where I like, like dude. War of the Worlds. That was a good one. Yeah. Dude, you know who's an actor I used to really not like that much, but then won me over is Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God. I, bet I love Nicolas Dude, Cage. he's got the, his fucking on-screen freakouts are, in, and they're in every one of his movies. They are. Every single movie has a Nick Cage freakout, and it's because it's, like, what you're going to watch. That's him. Dude, what's that one, Leaving Las Vegas? Have you ever seen oh, that wait, one? Oh, where he wins the million with the waitress? I believe that one. Or yeah, is that married in Las Vegas? It might be married. I forget. I, I, it's been so long, but it was like he gets. He's the NYPD cop. No, no, this one he's like a drunk. He's on drugs. Oh yes, I did see that. That's kind of in his later in his career, right? Uh, like ninety seven. It was like ninety seven. Yeah. yeah. Something like ninety five, ninety seven. The one I'm talking about is from early in his career when he had won an Academy Award. He won. It was with that girl who had this high pitched voice. 
They won the million dollars. He was the NYPD cop. She was the local waitress. They won it together. They just slept together one night, and they bought it together. So then they were forced to be together. I think. Dude, well, he uh, so he went bankrupt because he was spending money like an animal. He oh. bought a T Rex. I was just about to Dude, say that. Dude, it's so fucking cool that he did that. He, I would do that. He paid two hundred and fifty million for that. I wouldn't spend. I, dude, that's really cool. And he bought an island. Yeah, so he so he had to start doing a bunch of movies to get himself out of debt. But he's made some actually pretty cool little movies a lot of people haven't heard of. One of them I saw was this movie called Mandy. It's like a horror movie. It's um, But you know I'm a huge horror fan. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of reminiscent of almost like Evil Dead with Ash. Like, you know, the character Ash. When uh, was this made? This was... 2018, 2019. Wow, yeah, a couple he years did ago. make a lot of movies where he needed money. Dude, huh? yeah, is that why? Like an over the t- yeah, that's why. So he, this is like an over-the-top, gory, it's like fun kind of, like ridiculous horror. Um, it's a really fun, cool horror movie. And he did another one that was really cool called Mom and Dad. That was another weird horror movie he did. Oh, wow. Recently, yeah, so he started pumping out these like indie kind of movies. But they're really good, a lot of them, honestly. Well, I mean, if they can afford to have him on there, they have to be good. Yeah. Because they have to pay. He's making at least anywhere from 5 to $10 million Yeah, like movie. Mandy, I really enjoyed Mandy. I would recommend if you like horror. Damn. That was one that's worth checking out. Now, when you talk about indie film, is it like an indie film that I'm going to watch Daniel Baldwin, like they filmed in their backyard, or is it an indie film where it's got a huge budget indie? I think, I mean, when I say indie film, I'm thinking they're they're not like being released by Universal or Paramount. Okay, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I don't even, like, uh, so they're like I know smaller exactly studio. Maybe indie's not even the right word for it, but... Um, it's just distribution is yeah. smaller. It's the smaller distribution... The budgets might probably be a little smaller, obviously, but they're still really good movies. And they're like, dude, Nicolas Cage, like, oh, National Treasure. That was that was the movie that actually won me over as a Nicolas Cage fan. Dude, National Treasure. That was like a like a. It was like Uncharted, the video game live. It was really fun. I used to love National Treasure. They they showed us that. I'm pretty sure we made a field trip actually to National Treasure because of how historically accurate it was. Oh, dude, we did a field trip to see the movie Wild Hogs, which sucked. The Tim Allen. What kind of teacher would take you? There's, like, anti-gay references in that Is movie. There? I don't remember, dude. I just watched it a couple weeks ago because I love that movie. But uh, I, I was starting to notice things. I'm like, dude, this is hilarious. Classic Disney throwing a little... Yeah. You know, in there. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that was also, like, that was 2008. That's a different yeah. time. Oh, yeah, definitely. 2007, 2008. It's just hilarious. Yeah. I love those movies. I, I, was there more than the one? I can't believe she took you to see Wild Hog. Yeah, it was uh, their senior trip, field trip. She must have been a big fan of one of them. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it was because it was in theaters and it was PG-13 or PG. Oh. Leave it up to New Hampshire school systems. Mass, they send you to historically accurate ones that are dope. Yeah. If you want to know how we turned out, it's because I saw Wild Hogs. Yeah. It <laughs> explains it's because my school showed me Wild Hogs starring Tim Allen, and his showed him fucking history. <laughs> Dude, John Travolta, he had like an affair with his pilot, didn't he? Isn't he gay? Yeah, his pilot was a dude, and the pilot released a huge memoir back in like 10, 10 15 years ago. They had, like, a 20-year relationship, but obviously the dude grew older, so, uh, you know, I'm sure. Oh, dude, real quick, you know who released a memoir I'm dying to read? Oh. Matthew Perry. Oh. He yeah. Just, he he ha- just released it. He just had that, I wonder if it was because of that 60 Minutes special he had on that's, about his life. Yes. That was, in, that's, he had that because of his memoir. He said he went to go film a movie, like, right before, I think it was, um, 
right before season five of Friends, and that's where he got addicted to it. And then he came on Friends, heavily addicted to it. And then at the end of that season, he went and sought help. And the next season, he was like back to being a little chunky again. Yeah. But I remember the fifth season of Friends. I remember him coming. The first episode, it was like, dude, he's so skinny. What happened? Yeah. Well, he said in that that thing, he's like, if I'm skinny, I'm on pills. I'm heavy. It's on I'm methadone. Drinking. Oh, oh, he's drinking. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I thought it was dude, a he methadone. Was, dude, uh, if I watched like not the whole thing, but I watched like bits and pieces of it. And dude, he was saying he was drinking like up to like a gallon of vodka or something a day. Like, dude, he was eating that. He got to a point he was eating like fifty Vicodins a day. Oh, I, I know. I, I, I'm. I'm a big man. Like I love Friends. You love Friends. We love Friends. We're friends. I love Friends. Yeah. it's one of the best shows ever made. It's so funny, dude. It really is, and uh, a lot of people shit on it. Which I don't get. I think it's funny. A lot of I know a lot of people I've talked to like that is so old and out of style. The they're just so racist. It's like, who gives a fuck, dude? They're it's not hilarious. even racist or dude, whatever. Like, one lady was like, they're so racist. Do you know, Do you remember any black people from there? And I'm like, are you shitting me? Are you, what are we talking about here? What it's is like, it? Am I at a protest right now? This is Denny's. I'm just trying to get breakfast. Like, come on, lady. <laughs> get me my fucking seven-star fucking breakfast, right? Your ham's <laughs> over my ham, yeah. No, but it's also like, you know, it, it, a lot of people, people have it in mind, like, it, I, first off, I don't think the show's racist. I think the the no. creators did address, like, they didn't have as many black people on as they wanted, so they tried to improve that, which they they did, you know, but... It's not racist, and they have, like, a couple of gay jokes here and there, but it's not homophobic either. You know, like, the thing about comedy, like, dude, comedy doesn't have to be sensitive across the board. No, there's no there's no racism or gender inequality or... There's no bi- bias... Bi- we're not biased as comedians. Exactly. Well, the thing with, like, comedy, it's the most inclusive thing in the world when it's done properly. When you can make fun of everything... It's it's the most what's more includes like when you say you can't make fun of something then you're labeling that as taboo. Do you know what I mean? But if you're allowed to make fun of everything, everyone's in on the joke. Exactly. You know, exactly. so that's the beauty of comedy, and it only works when it's allowed to work correctly. If you can make fun of yourself in front of people and have them laugh to that, and also laugh to people making fun of you, yeah, then you and if you can take that, if you can hold that in. Keep going, then you're good. Yeah, dude, and, uh, you know me. I'm a huge comedy fan. Big time. Huge comedy. You're a comedy fan. Actually, did you catch um, Dave oh. Chappelle's SNL monologues? I, I did listen to that monologue. He was like, hey, uh, he took out like a note, and he said, hey, Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Dude, he's so... I love Chappelle. When I saw him live, dude, I laughed so hard. My face hurt. Fucking Dave Chappelle. Remember um, that movie? What was the movie? Half-Baked? Oh, yeah, Half-Baked. Remember Stephen Baldwin was in that? Dude... I would like, I would like not even. I would like one hour with you, where you don't bring up a goddamn Baldwin. Well, any listen, these people are so big. You relate anybody that's huge near them. There's relation. Justin Bieber, Stephen Baldwin, um, the Mamas and Papas, Billy Baldwin, Danny Masterson from the '70s show, Billy Baldwin's brother-in-law. Come on, it's endless. I keep going. I keep going. Okay. All right, Tupac Shakur. Alec Baldwin. No, what? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Listen. listen um, but actually, speaking of Stephen Baldwin, I, my buddy R.I.P. Brian Carter, I don't know if you met him actually, but we were in high school and he actually prank called Daniel Baldwin, Danny B, up in, I think he was living in Portland at the time. And my buddy called him so much. And I don't even think Daniel was there at the time. He kept getting like the uh, answering machine. And I'm, I believe his wife at the time answered a few times, but I was there. My buddy just kept calling because he was relentless. And uh, it was the same night he was eating. 
my dad made this huge thing of a uh, seafood casserole, and Brian he ate like three or four bowls, and um, so he called. He kept calling. He was pretending to be like an agent. He'd be like, "Hey, Danny, it's Tony. We got a big project down here." <laughs> And it was just like he was leaving these messages on his machine, and uh, I think like an hour later, the uh, the state attorney general of Oregon calls Brian and says, "Listen, if you call his house one more time, the New Hampshire State Police will be at your door in 20 minutes, and they will be serving you with an arrest warrant, and they will extradite you to Oregon, and we will prosecute you to the fullest extent." And uh, after that, Brian threw up all of his seafood casserole. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Dude, you know what's funny? I remember we, uh, we used to Sorry, do, Daniel Baldwin. <laughs> as far as prank phone calls, I remember there used to be this local college station on the radio, and we'd always call in with prank shout-outs. And we'd be usually like... Um, Say we'd be like hanging out and someone left the room, we'd call and be like, Hey, can you get a shout out to this? He just fucking, you know. And we'd say stupid shit. Like yeah. I, I don't know what we'd say. Like, you know, he just uh he just, you know, had his first kiss. And the, the shout outs to twenty five year old, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> So we'd do stuff like that. So that that was really funny. This is the college station, but it would still be exciting just to wait around and the person be like, Oh, god damn it. Yeah. That was that's actually fucking hilarious. It was pretty funny though. It was a good time. Lots of good times with that. The, yeah. The Daniel Baldwin one, that was the funniest thing I ever fucking witnessed in my life. He, like, turned the his voice off and was, like, he literally sounded like a five foot two George Costanza if he was, like, an agent back in the 40s, chain-ripping cigarettes and having a typewriter, you know? And there's, like, this, this dreary room in the 40s in L.A., and it's got the lights. That's what I was picturing, and I can only imagine what they were getting on the other end. But... You know, fuck it. We only got like fifty seconds left, so fifty seconds left. That's yeah. enough time for a song. Let's get the song of the week. Song of the week, "Summer Babe" by Pavement. Fantastic '90s indie band. You're gonna love them. Really '90s good stuff. And Mike, uh, where can we check us out? We're on fucking so many places. I don't remember. We're on Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, um, Google, Deezer, Stitcher. Um, we're on everything, literally. And my song of the week is "Hold Me Closer." Remix with Elton John. He's on his final farewell tour this year. The legend Elton John. My no buddy just saw him in Dodger Stadium. Really? Yeah, last night. Oh, time. dude, that's fucking sweet. So dude. I want to have him on the show and let us get a rundown of it. Yeah, yo, well, oh man, maybe we can see him. We gotta go though, guys. We're gonna see you next episode, um, next week or this week. All right, I'm Mike Ram. We'll see you next week or we'll see you next episode, guys. Thanks for watching and listening. Yeah, thank you guys. Toodaloo.